0: Welcome to episode 4 of Storytelling. On the 10th of December 1948, the United Nations produced a Universal Declaration of Human Rights drafted by representatives with different legal and cultural backgrounds from all corners of the world. This was seen as a common standard of achievement for all people and nations in terms of equality. A further international covenant on civil and political rights was passed in 1966, which basically states that all persons are equal before the law, irrespective of race, color, sex, language, religion, political or other opinion, national or social origin, property, birth or other status. Two years ago the Guardian newspaper in the UK conducted a survey that demonstrated the extent of racial bias faced by black, Asian and minority ethnic people in modern-day Britain. In a comparison poll, The participants of the study found that they were consistently more likely to have faced negative everyday experiences than white people. As long as equality and discrimination have existed in the world people of all cultures and faiths have been fighting against it. Over the past 60 years the UK has passed laws that prevent discrimination on the grounds of race, sex, disability or sexual orientation. However on the 25th of May Police officers arrested a 46-year-old black man after a Delhi employee called 911 accusing him of buying cigarettes with a counterfeit $20 bill. This accusation cost him his life. This was George Floyd. His recent death in Minneapolis has highlighted not only the blatant inequality in the USA but also across the world. Since that declaration by the United Nations in 1948, there have been countless unnecessary deaths and miscarriages of justice. In spite of the intent, the systems and governance in place have highlighted that the many laws that are in place are not being adhered to. This is why citizens across the world today are chanting Black Lives Matter to bring equality and respect to everyone, not just the select. Whilst growing up, my parents shared the discrimination they had experienced in life and in the workplace, both directly and indirectly, to help me prepare for not if, but when I would experience it myself. I remember a time when I was nine or ten years old, the days when we were allowed to leave our houses, play on the street and go to our friends' houses. I grew up a bit of a tomboy, and my best friend was also a tomboy. Sometimes other kids would try and muscle in on our friendship, and one weekend we allowed another girl to join us. After playing in the park for a while, she asked us both to come back to her house. So we did. As we sat in her kitchen, her parents went home she suddenly looked at me and said if my dad comes home you have to hide as he hates black people so do I but you're okay do you want some Weetabix? Immediately I didn't want to be in that house as both girls tucked into Weetabix of cold milk giggling away I knew that if this girl's dad came home that I wouldn't be hiding and I certainly didn't want to face him coming home to see a little black girl eating his food in his house I quickly made my excuses and went home My best friend, sensing something was up, was soon behind me. We walked home in silence, and I was relieved I didn't have to hide and handle a confrontation that I didn't feel ready for. I didn't tell my dad about that incident. The realisation dawned as to why he had never been keen on that family. When I was young, I always tried to overlook any racist incidents and swallow them. For the most part, this continued into my adult life. It was easier to avoid conflict rather than to tackle it. Why? It's safer to internalize rather than to express your views in public. You worry that having an opinion will impact your job or that your peers will see you differently. That you may be labeled difficult because you dare to voice an alternate view that doesn't sit well within their reality rather than the truth of yours. This may sound far-fetched, but a recent example is how newscaster Naga Manchetti narrowly escaped a disciplinary from the BBC, as she dared to say that she was angry with racism live on air when asked. To further highlight this point, only days ago in Hyde Park, London, Star Wars actor John Boyega gave a speech at the Black Lives Matter event. He started by saying, look, I don't know if I'm gonna have a career after this. You aren't born with racism. It's a behaviour that's learnt. Racism is born out of ignorance. It is unacceptable on all levels. Your child can't always be shielded from the ugliness of racism, but you can equip your child with tools to deal with it as best they can. As more people from different cultures increase their understanding, awareness, and unite to call this out, collectively we can affect change. My story is just one of many. However, it's time for us all to change narrative. When you see or hear an injustice, speak up. No matter how subtle, whether it be in a workplace, in a store, at a school, or even amongst friends, have that sensitive chat to enable the other person to understand and see the flip side and impact of that injustice. We live in a diverse world and our difference makes this world such an exciting place to live. We all have a responsibility in terms of how we treat each other and how we contribute. Be the change that you want to see. Effect change by having your voice heard. Treat others in the same way that you want to be treated. Vote in elections for candidates that best reflect those changes and hold them to account. Let's erase any fears and insecurities by having open and meaningful discussions. Let's all live up to the responsibility to effect change. As we start to come out of lockdown, open your minds and be the change that you want to see. Be kind, we are all human.